Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about 2021, our expectations and surprises. Hey, welcome to the first episode this year in 2022 of Embracing Digital Transformation. I decided this to kick off the year by talking about last year and what we were expecting at the beginning of the year and what actually happened. It's very fascinating to see what actually happened last year when we do a little bit of a retrospective. So at the beginning of the year, I went back and listened to the uh, beginning podcast of last year went back and looked at my goals, where I thought the industry was going, and very fascinating what I found out. We had a lot of expectations. The vaccine was brand new. It would bring us out of COVID. Uh, we get to travel again. It was going to be awesome. I'm in sales, so I would get to go see my customers face-to-face instead of on Zoom, get a little bit of a, a web conferencing or Zoom fatigue is the new word. Uh, companies were looking at new hybrid working models going out. Uh, remote learning and education were in full swing um, until school started in the fall. And we were prepared for, hey, maybe we have to go back, maybe not. We saw an uptick or we were hoping we'd see an uptick in con- uh, contactless or frictionless customer service. Um, we also saw or were expecting Uber Eats and other uh, um, services like that to start delivering for a lot of these restaurants that couldn't have people sitting in. And uh, so we saw the gig industry kicking off there a little bit. Uh, We were hoping to see a big uh, push for AI and ML as new technologies have become available. We thought the use cases would fall out there. And of course, Industry 4.0, we really thought that We'd see acceleration in Industry 4.0 as factories still needed to produce, even though they had fewer workers, so there'd be new automation and things like that. So a lot of really great expectations for 2021, and I don't think it disappointed at all. There were quite a few surprises, which we're actually going to talk about. So if I look at what happened in 2021, um, the vaccine helped but it didn't wipe out COVID. In fact, we've had four waves of COVID uh, since COVID have come out. And we're in the middle of one right now at the beginning of 2022 with Omicron. Um, So those waves, yeah, it didn't didn't go like we had planned because there were variants out there, but uh, not everyone was headed back to work yet. In fact, organizations continued to roll out their hybrid workplace plans. Another big phrase for 2021 was the great resignation. Uh, We had a lot of people changing jobs over this last year. Maybe they were burnt out. Uh, Maybe there were more opportunities. Um, Maybe they were unsettled about, am I ever going back into the office? My company says, I have to, I don't want to. Lots of crazy things around that. IT started really focusing um, and became quite the heroes on business continuity as they became very flexible and with the ability to change and uh, turn on a dime to support all the needs that are out there for their employees and also their customers. 
And a big, big, huge surprise for us last year was security and ransomware uh, really took over the headlines on IT, um, where we had major industries that weren't high-tech industries that were held up with ransomware, like the meatpacking. We had a pipeline that uh, came under attack as well. Uh, very interesting um, that security became such an important uh, concept. And one of the other big surprises in 2021 is Intel got a brand new CEO, Pat Gelsinger, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's dive in first to, let's talk about COVID. We have to talk about COVID. It's the 20s, it's the 2020s. COVID is going to probably be uh, the pivotal or black swan event of the century. Um, and as I mentioned in our podcast last year to kick off this year, the most looked at website in my house at this time last year was the John Hopkins COVID tracker. It is no longer that. Now it's Amazon for some reason. I think Amazon uh, shows up here multiple times a day. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. We're contributing to um, the economy. But what I found interesting was this website has changed over time. And as you can see, you can see the four waves very easily there. Um, you can see how the world economies have adjusted to uh, this uncertainty that we have with waves of COVID outbreaks and then troughs, um, so peaks and valleys. And it's kind of wrecked havoc on a lot of business plans for getting people back into the office. We've come up with some really great hybrid work models. And we had kickoff dates started. At first, I remember July 1st, we're going to be back in the office July 1st. We'll be able to travel and visit customers July 1st. Well, we had an outbreak. Oh, now it's going to be September 1st. And we had another outbreak. Uh, then it was going to be December. Well, maybe not December. Now we're in the middle of another outbreak in January. So... The models are still sitting out there. There are a lot of people that are still working in the office. You guys are my heroes that you go in and in many cases you're wearing masks all day long. I mean, you truly are my heroes. Um, that's not something that uh, I think I could do. I maybe, I maybe I could if I was asked to. I know I have done some traveling in between these um, peaks and valleys of COVID outbreak and wearing a mask on an airplane all day long uh, wears on me. And so my heart goes out to all those workers that do that every day. Um, what we did see, though, this last year was a major culture shift, culture change, to people kind of settling into remote work and possibly hybrid work. In fact, moving back and forth into the office, we've seen... IT organizations prepared for that. The way that we do our day-to-day -day work has fundamentally shifted from all my stuff is stored on a machine in the office to my stuff is more stored in the cloud or my stuff is stored more on a portable device and replicated in the cloud. So we saw a huge shift in cloud-based and SaaS-based um, offerings like Office 365 or 
if you, even if you look at the collaboration tools like Zoom and Teams and things like that. So we're really seeing um, a cultural shift. I think uh, when we do go back into the office, there'll be another cultural shift that we have to uh, deal with. Another interesting, very interesting um, aspect that happened this last year was we onboarded employees without them ever coming to an office. Uh, their laptops were just shipped to their homes. Um, they don't have a, a badge, a company badge. Um, or maybe they took their picture at home and then it was sent to them. There's, so this remote onboarding has now become commonplace and we know how to do it um, pretty well in most organizations. So it's been a major shift in a very short period of time and it has affected both people, process, and then the technology uh, as well. Now, another key trend that we saw this last year was we have to combat the great resignation. Um, this one's a really, really interesting thing that we've saw. If you look at what we've tried to do was we had to first look at the well-being of our employees. In fact, we did a podcast last year early on with a company called District Zero that talked about the well-being of students. And they were applying that well-being of students to actually well-being of employees to help them get through any um, emotional or uh, mental illness that they may be having because of isolation, because of stress or worrying that's going on because of this um, pandemic that we're in. So we've seen an uptick in organizations looking at the well-being of their employees, making sure that they are okay, and, and helping them feel like um, they're part of the family and that they're watched out for. We saw a big uptick in that. Um, another thing that we saw was a lot of flexibility. Where you lived all of a sudden didn't matter as much. And companies are wrapping their head around, well, I guess you don't have to live in California to work at my California company because you're working remote anyway. So you can maybe live in Idaho or in Kansas or in Utah or where, wherever it might be. So we saw a huge amount of flexibility in not only where people were working, but also the hours that they were working, um, which has given uh, workers kind of an opportunity to explore their own communities again. So we're starting to see a lot of community build up, a lot of people more interacting in their community and more time that people have where before maybe they were sitting in a car, muting, we're seeing some flexibility uh, with time, right? Um, another thing that we saw with the great resignation is HR organizations are starting to use artificial intelligence to find out why people are leaving, to see what kinds of trends there are um, and see what programs will help employees with their productivity and to feel like they're part of the team. Uh, so we're, we're starting to see um, an uptick in AI and HR applications um, to help, you know, counteract this great resignation that we're seeing. And last thing um, we saw an uptick was automation. Um, I don't have as many employees as I used to. Um, people are more fluid. They're moving around more. So I maybe I should be looking at automation. I've seen a huge uptick in the RPA industry, uh, which is robotic process automation industry to handle 
the missing employees that we had. So those are some tools that we saw this last year in this space. Now, the relentless pace that IT had kept up at the beginning of COVID, almost two years ago now, um, could not keep at that. I mean, our IT, uh, kind of the quiet heroes on keeping the economy going, they, they could not keep the pace they were. So what we saw was a little bit of a slowdown in IT in the pace, but they used, they were very strategic. It was actually great to see. We saw a massive movement to SaaS offerings. So I was no longer managing things that weren't necessarily my strength. I could give that to a cloud service provider or, or a service provider of maybe uh, my HR or my sales organization or my ERP system. So we saw a big movement there. We also saw a movement in automation um, and repeatable processes, which is really good that uh, we're seeing that. Uh, which alleviated some of the pressure off of the day-to-day -day work that you would have to do in the office. And then we also saw a major uptick in DevOps and investment in DevOps and RPA technology uh, to help streamline and secure um, product development going out the door. So it, things have slowed down as far as number of hours that IT professionals have worked, which is great because they were working crazy hours to keep everything up and running. And they're working smarter now. Um, and, they, and they have to in order to keep up with all the change that's going on. So another really um, big thing that we saw that kind of caught most industries off guard was security. And when we talk about security, we're talking about major breaches in security in industries that no one really was paying a lot of attention to like the meatpacking industry got hit, the oil and gas industry got hit, hospitals were hit, um, supply chain, logistics companies were hit as well with security breaches. Um, I think primarily this was to how fast we moved to remote work. We kind of set some things aside. Maybe we didn't do the proper training of our remote workers on the best way to secure their laptops or to secure data. Um, so that kind of caught up to us. This year, I think we're going to have to do some work on this, um, a lot of work on security. Uh, we're going to see the emergence of zero trust this year. But we'll save that for another time on another podcast where we talk about what's going to happen this coming year. Another big um, kicker uh, this year was supply chain issues. Um, not just um, in silicon, like you would think, hey, Darren's talking about supply chain. He's at Intel. It's silicon supply chain. We're starting to see supply chain issues across the board. A friend of mine has a, um, a bottling company or actually a, um, a distillery and they need bottles and they can't get glass, um, which is amazing. They've got all this product and they can't bottle it. So that's, that's a big problem. And I think supply chain is gonna continue to be a problem, especially for small businesses. Uh, so we've gotta take a look at that. That was a big one. And then I've already mentioned ransomware We've got to come up with some solutions to combat uh, ransomware. Lots of um, great technologies that are out there and process and cultural changes that you can make to do that. Uh, look for some great podcasts on ransomware coming up over the next couple months. 
got some special guests I'm bringing in that just deal with ransomware that should be a fascinating. Now, probably the biggest surprise, at least for me, and I'm hoping for the whole industry, is this man right here, Pat is back. Pat came back to um, Intel. Um, it's been it's been great. The energy that he's infused inside Intel has been wonderful. Um, everyone in Intel feels the energy um, that he brings, and you just want to bend over backwards and make things happen. He himself has said he's going to help the industry solve the the chip shortage that we have. He's investing in American manufacturing again, which is great, and I really see um, him helping us move Intel back to the top of manufacturing, um, of chip sales, and I think really providing wonderful technology for the whole world. So that's my, that's my craziness for uh, 2021. I know a lot happened in 2021. Check out more on our podcast, um, Embracing Digital Transformation. You can catch us on any podcasting site. And also you can check us out on YouTube. Check out the Intel Business Channel and look for Embracing Digital Transformation playlist. It has all of our videos up there. And we just launched a brand new website that is kind of cataloging all of our episodes. So you can go back and sort between, um, I wanna see all the episodes on security or all the episodes on cultural change. Um, you will be able to take a look at that. We're populating that now. That's embracingdigital.org. Uh, Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.